This is it, people. It is November 3rd, 2020. It's election day in America. The future of the free world is on the ballot and everyone's making their choices and telling everybody all about it. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message and it has all led to this. But before I do anything else, uh, folks, I want to point out that I'm sure many of you are noticing right now, I'm wearing glasses. Now, as you know, tonight you'll be watching ABC or CBS or NBC or CNN or MSNBC or one of these other clown shows. And a lot of the people on there, it's a little known secret of the uh, mainstream media, a lot of these people, they wear glasses only for effect. In essence, obviously, there are things known as contact lenses, and most of these people have probably fine vision anyway, but they wear glasses so that they can take them off and feel that they've done something important, or they put them on when they're reading, or they put them in their mouth. And these are fake glasses. And I thought, today is the type of day, because I want to connect with you. So you see what I did there? I was wearing my glasses, and I'm just talking, but I, I really want to talk to you, the people out there, because this is the most important election of our time. You see, I thought about it. I thought about it, and I agree with myself. And then what they do is they put their glasses back on, and then they read something. dun da 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 dun dun da 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 Biden declared the winner with only 1% of the precincts reporting. Folks, this is important stuff. All right, so those are my fake glasses. I'll be wearing them on and off throughout the day uh, because I am an important broadcast journalist and I'm trying to show you that these people are all frauds. All right, um, so before I get to the, the specifics of everything, just want to tell you a little bit about my schedule tonight. Uh, real quick, I will be on the Daily Wire live. I will be in studio with Shapiro and Knowles and uh, Jeremy Boring and uh, who else I got over there? Clavin, Andrew Clavin, and whoever else. I think there's going to be some surprise guests. I'm going to be live in studio with those good people uh, a little bit later on this evening. Then I'm going to come home. We may do a quick live stream in the midst of election night before anything's known, maybe like a 20-minute or half-hour live stream. Then I'll be uh, on with Glenn Beck over at The Blaze, and then we will do an extended live stream tonight where at that point, hopefully, 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 maybe, perhaps, kind of, possibly, we'll have some results. Uh, we'll see about that. But before I do that, I want to talk to you good people about second thoughts. The board game, people. I've got it in my hand right here. Second Thoughts is this year's new favorite party game that's sure to be the hit of your next game night. After election results come in, will it be, it'll be more necessary than ever to connect with family and friends over some lighthearted fun. Ain't that the truth? David and I always host Thanksgiving, and this year we're looking forward to playing Second Thoughts after a delicious turkey dinner. Hopefully we can get people in my house during Thanksgiving because Gavin Newsom, he's not really having it. Uh, I gotta tell you guys that the game pairs really well with a good wine or whiskey as well. The play of the game calls for each team to quickly create a list of words for their opponents to decipher, leading to hilarious bepuzzlement and laughter. Simply put, it's a classic word guessing game with a unique twist that allows players to personalize the content with their voluminous sense of word smithery or just their witty and warped imaginations. Each round of second thoughts is a hilarious high-speed attempt to stump the other team 
Both teams create a list of five things using the letters revealed from the colored dice. Be witty and wise, but don't take too long because time is not on your side. The amount of time it takes your team to create the list is exactly how much time your opponents get to guess them. Second thoughts, the quick thinking versus fast talking party game. And for the month of November, the game will be on sale at a special price, so be sure to get yours today at secondthoughtsthegame.com. That's secondthoughtsthegame.com or at your local Target store. And now back to the show. It's election night, America. Are you ready? Democracy, it's here. In essence, we're having it. We're duking it out tonight. Okay, so I wanna do a couple little things. I wanna show you a, a Joe Biden tweet and a little video that uh, Bernie Sanders did yesterday. Um, but, but first, let's just like recap the whole freaking thing. It's on the ballot right now. If we are to believe that any of this is real and we're not just you know, in some crazy simulation, if we are to believe that Donald Trump and, and Joe Biden are, are the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. Well, this year of all guy, of all years, it's like, guys, the, the choice is clear. The choice is clear for any of the things. If, if you watch me, if you know anything about my political evolution, if you, if you read my book, if you're, let's say, a disaffected old school liberal as, as I am, or what I would also argue is just a new school conservative. I have no problem calling myself that. If you're a libertarian, if you're someone that has any love of America, that you're proud of this place, the, the 250 years of incredible freedoms that we've brought to all of these people, and, and we got rid of slavery faster than any other country in the history of the world, and we expanded rights for women and gay people and, and everybody, and that we've done this so well and so consistently, and have so much to be proud of here, and we've, we've Brought, we've done everything because we brought everybody here and we said, do you have good ideas? Do you want to fold into this thing, be part of the melting pot and, and build something great on your own terms and not have the government or some giant structure tell you how to live all the time and all that, which in most cases is why your ancestors fled? I mean, think about it. Everybody watching this right now, think about whether it's your parents, whether it's you, your great-grandparents, generations before that. Everyone's lineage, the people that, go, that came here before you, they came here because they were leaving something terrible. In most cases, giant governments, socialism and communism and, and totalitarian states, whether, whether you were leaving Cuba or you were leaving Eastern Europe or you were leaving Italy or Ireland. Why did people come here? There were, the opportunities were, were not there and you came to America and the streets were lined with gold and now the gold man is in charge. The point is, guys, we've done something really great here and, and it amazingly, disturbingly, seems like it's, it's on the ballot, the ballot. That's what's on the ballot in essence, that you sort of know what Trump thinks. Trump likes America. He speaks in a funny way, it's true. And when he dances to the YMCA, he can't even do the YM and the C and the A, he can't even do it, he just does this. But beyond that, he's done a pretty damn good job as president. Uh, the economy before COVID was absolutely blowing up, lowest black unemployment, lowest Latino unemployment, uh, that peace in the Middle East thing, getting rid of regulations, redoing some of our international treaties that we were always getting screwed on. There's a lot of good here, but, but I don't even think it's about the policies per se. The America that we know, that I think most of us, not I think, I know that most of us uh, love and adore and want to keep going, he's going to keep that thing going. 
he is going to keep it going. And this is where I'm, I'm most critical of my remaining few liberal friends who have spent years you know, decrying and worrying about identity politics and worrying about what has happened to the institutions, the New York Times and Harvard and all of these places, and Trump is the one saving them. So as I've been saying for a couple weeks, I think you could make a strong argument, guys, that Trump is saving both liberalism and conservatism. And does it seem crazy that that's the case? But yes, he's saving liberalism because he's saving it from leftism, meaning he got critical race theory out of our federal institutions. He got rid of Title IX, which was getting uh, just uh, due process um, out of, which was eliminating due process, in essence, from, from colleges and universities. So he's savoring liberalism in that way. He's not coming for anyone's freedom of speech, right? You can, Trump can tweet literally anything, and then a million blue check lefties can say, you're gonna be in jail, you should die, you know, Kathy Griffin could have a head, a bloody Trump head, and tweet that out. He's not coming for any of that, so in essence, he's saving liberalism in that regard, and he's saving conservatism, it's obvious, because he's governing as a conservative and he's putting conservative judges on. That's the tension, as Jordan Peterson often talked about, you want the healthy tension between liberalism and conservatism. I think that's what he is. And, and if he disappears, if he loses tonight, well then either you just go back to neutered, flaccid Republicans who will never win, but will be sort of liked by the media. You know, the media kind of likes George W. Bush now, and they, are, they like the idea of John McCain now, and they love Mitt Romney now because they're principled, but they're principled because they lose, or in George W. Bush's case, because He's not president anymore, but when, they, when he was president, they hated him. Trump modeled a way to fight back. That, that's just the reality that, that I've come to, and it's a, it's a weird reality. It has cost me friends. It has created problems in my family. Uh, I have no doubt that if Trump loses tomorrow, I'm gonna have all sorts of people trying to destroy me professionally and personally and everything else. Uh, but as I said yesterday, I think it's your, it's your duty and responsibility as a person and, and, a, and a free thinker and a human to, to say what you believe and, and proudly support whoever it is you want to support. Uh, but, but think about it that way. It's like, you know, if, if Biden wins tomorrow, the, tomorrow whether, or wins tonight, whether it's real or the, whether it's just a concoction of the mainstream media, it's like, can't you feel that tomorrow, suddenly every think piece, every big media thing is going to be about how to, how to now eliminate the cancer that was Trump and the, and, and the Trump supporters. Like, they, they're telling you they want to put people on lists. They're telling you they want truth and reconciliation commissions. These are all the things that they would purport to tell you Trump wants to do. But if Trump wins tomorrow, you think there's going to be lists? Do you think there's going to be commissions about finding out who the, who the anti-Trump people were? No, the game will just go on. Like, the game will just go on. So we are in a seriously, a seriously dangerous spot because one side basically wants freedom and one side basically wants control and those are very different things and maybe this is just this is just the the eternal battle that humans have to face and and it's a particularly weird one because because Trump creates a certain set of emotional situations for people that that make this one feel feel seriously bizarre but if you think that voting for for Joe Biden means you're on the side of decency or being nice or returning to something. I mean, first off, on, on the returning to something, because I think a lot of people think, oh, we vote for Biden, and then that 77-year-old man with dementia will just return us to the old world, and we've just had it with this thing, so we'll return to the old world. The old world ain't coming back. 
It ain't coming back. Everything that they've sold us is a lie. Two weeks to flatten the curb, we're now eight months later. The old world ain't coming back. But, but there's a chance, if Trump wins, that we can start punching back against these people. But if you think Joe Biden is gonna usher in sort of this, I, I think a lot of people think this, that he'll usher in something nice and nonpartisan and be a president for all people and all of those things. It's like, it's just kind of nonsense. So let's throw to this tweet from Joe Biden from yesterday, and I'll read the tweet to you. Uh, Joe Biden said, and now of course this isn't Joe Biden tweeting this, this is just uh, you know like a campaign person that, that tweets this. Can you imagine Joe Biden even like opening up a phone to tweet? You can't. Uh, Donald Trump is the most corrupt president in modern history. Donald Trump is the most racist president in modern history. Donald Trump is the worst jobs president in modern history. Why would we give him another four years? All right, so let's, let's just go through that. Let's just go through that. Donald Trump is the most corrupt president in modern history. Well, they tried to impeach him because of corruption, and that blew up in their faces. By the way, they were trying to do that uh, just as people were talking about coronavirus, okay? Just as people were starting to talk about COVID. So the most corrupt, well, he wasn't impeached. He's actually, if you think about it, what scandal, what real scandal is his administration involved in, right? Like there was the Fast and the Furious with Obama, there was Benghazi, which was related to Hillary Clinton and Obama. Like, but even putting those aside, I'm not even making this a tit for tat thing, like how he's the most corrupt in presidential modern history. Well, okay, evidence, can I, can I have some evidence? You may not like some of the policies and you may not like the way he tweets, but corrupt, I just don't think it's true. Okay, Donald Trump is the most racist president in modern history. Now, putting aside that some presidents own slaves, but he's saying modern history and also you have to look at m men and people of their own time, so I'm not implying that George Washington or Thomas Jefferson were, were racists, okay? Uh, although the left will gladly do that and they will come to burn down Monticello, Jefferson's home, and, and uh, Washington's home outside of DC. There's just no doubt that they will do that. They want to destroy everything. Um, he's the most racist president in modern history. You know, Trump in January, right before COVID, was giving the State of the Union, and I've said this a million times, but he talked about lowest black unemployment. He has helped start the Blexit movement. He has had tons of black businessmen and rappers and all sorts of people come in and say they support him. And what he talks about is success for everybody. And when he talked about all-time low black employment, the Congressional Black Caucus and the Democrats sat there like this. They couldn't even, they couldn't even applaud low black unemployment. So racist, okay, if he's the most racist president, what law has he tried to pass that is racist? What black person has he tried to stop from doing anything? He's, he's got this black uh, economic plan now. Like he's trying, like he's racist. Okay, I, I think we can just throw that one away because that's all you guys usually got. Donald Trump is the worst jobs president in modern American history. Now we are in the middle of all of these crazy lockdowns and he is the one that's been trying to encourage the states to open up, but we obviously do have an economic problem on our hand. But before that, by lowering taxes and getting rid of regulation, the economy was exploding, absolutely exploding. So we can whittle this down between pre and post COVID or whatever you wanna say on that. But the worst jobs president in history, I just, no, no, I don't. And, and when you factor in all the crazy, um, the crazy factors that are, that are going on right now, no. Uh, why would we give him another four years? Well, Joe, I can give, yeah, a reason to give him another four years, and I can do it in four words. 
Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. What do these people stand for? I mean, really try to think about it. Try to, what do they stand for? We have no idea at this point what Joe Biden stands for, right? He kind of ran away from the far left stuff, right? I'm not for the new, new Green Deal, the Green New Deal, whatever the hell it is. I'm not for that, even though it's on your website. You know, and he was always, I, I am the Democratic Party, so he was always running away from Bernie and all that. But we know, we know that those guys are the future of the party and that he's just the, the meat sack that they threw up there to, to smuggle it in. Like every, anyone, you have to have half a brain, you could figure that out. So what does Joe Biden stand for? Does he stand for some sort of old democratic, like Obama era something? Well, that world ain't coming back. That, that world ain't coming back. And it's like if all of the things that the left is telling us about how evil we are and, and how bad capitalism is and all our systems don't work and the branches of government are no good and all of that stuff, well, how is it that this man who's been around for 47 years in public life and is 77 years old, that how's he gonna fix it? Of course he ain't, he's nothing. Joe Biden is just nothing. He is an elderly man with some version of dementia that they've just thrown up there. And what comes behind him is Kamala Harris, and I don't know what the hell she is other than, other than deeply unlikable and that, that evil cackle of a laugh. Uh, but we talked about her yesterday with this crazy video that she decided to put up two or three days before the election where she's talking about equity instead of equality, meaning we're gonna get everybody to start at the same place, an impossibility, and we're gonna get everybody to end up at the same place. Well, I guess that means we're all gonna be president tonight. I mean, these people are absolutely ridiculous. And, and if you think about any of the things that they say, they're patently ridiculous. Now, I'm sorry, I, I don't say that sitting here, I hope you know that I don't say that sitting here as, as some kind of MAGA hat, rah-rah Republican. I'm, I don't even consider myself a Republican. But I can tell you that I was extremely happy to vote for Donald Trump when I, when I went into that ballot box. It was actually the, the happiest and, and most affirmed I ever felt when I've, when I've walked in and voted for a president because this is, this is the last chance, guys. Like, if you want all of the things that have been the bad things over the last couple of years, if you want cancel culture to be emboldened, if you want big tech to be emboldened, if you want the media the New York Times and CNN to be emboldened and spew more of their nonsense, well then you should vote for Biden and Kabbalah. That would be the blue pill. Like You just want to swallow it and you just want to be lied to all the time and feel some sense of false comfort, then you really should vote for them. You really should. And by the way, I actually understand that inclination at some level. If you think that just being part of the system that is, is you know, the frog, you're the frog in the slowly boiling pot, but like that's better than having to deal with reality on its face, like, I get it, life's tough. You want to go that way, that, that's fine. But if you want a chance that maybe starting tomorrow, we can really start feeling good again and feeling patriotic again and pushing to open the country. I mean, Trump in a second term will feel more emboldened and, and that maybe he'll help clean up the cities that won't do it themselves. And why is it that it's only progressive cities? It's only progressive run cities that are crumbling, New York, Portland, Seattle, et cetera. You know this, San Francisco, Los Angeles, you guys know this. There's a freaking woman running that, was, that, that has been endorsed by Bernie Sanders who basically is, is in effect a member of Antifa and she might become the mayor of Portland. Imagine living in that city. Imagine living in that city. That would be a crazy place to live. You know, ironically, when I was a kid, I actually wanted to live in Portland because my favorite team was the Portland Trailblazers, and the basketball I have behind me was used in a Portland Trailblazers practice, uh, and it's signed by Clyde Drexler. I, I don't ever want to go to Portland again. I've been there. I don't, I've been there. I went to their little microbreweries. I, I was there. That's enough. 
Um, so you can, the choice is clear. But I think a second term of Trump, where the media is just reeling, like all of the people who've got it wrong and the pundits who've gotten it wrong time and time again, they, they'll be scattered. And, and let, I don't want to put them in jail. I don't want to put them on lists or any of those things, which they will, would love to do to me and to you. But, but their influence will, will decrease. There will be a new world. Like if you want a new world to burst forth a bur that has something to do with freedom, that has something to do with liberty, pride in America, that wants to continue on the successes that we have right now. Remember that piece of the Middle East thing? Like, if you want that, then I just don't see how you don't vote for Trump. I, I just don't see it. Or you can be a liberal elitist. You can be a liberal elitist, and the barbarians are at the gate, and there's the guy holding the door, and you're just gonna make fun of him because he's got weird hair. And if you wanna do that so you feel good and can get invited to, new, to, you know, to nice parties, then so be it. But as I said, I, I had friends before this. So whatever friends I've lost in the midst of this, they, they weren't the old timers because I got those guys and it has nothing to do with politics. But if you think I'm wrong, let's say you're watching this and you're going, Dave, you're wrong. You're an alarmist and it's not true that Joe Biden doesn't stand for anything. Joe Biden stands for a lot. He stands for old school democratic values and he's gonna stand up to Bernie and the squad. Well, I hate to tell you, but Bernie and the squad don't agree with you. Let's go to the videotape. Well, thanks for saying it, Bernie, the most progressive president. Yeah, that's the truth. That's what they want to do. And if you think that whatever is left of a remotely moderate Democrat, whatever is left, maybe half a Chuck Schumer, I don't know, but whoever is left, if you think that they can stop what, what these people who are deeply anti-American, whose values are antithetical to American values, the Kamala Harris video about equity is the reverse of the American dream, that we will all end up in the same spot. That's communism. That is not capitalism. It is not freedom. It is not the pursuit of happiness or life or liberty. It ain't any of that shit, okay? And I mean, that was the best shit I could mean. That was a totally glowing shit right there, okay? These people, they are against these things. Ilhan Omar, she's a first-generation immigrant into this country who often talks about burning down our system. Where's your graciousness of, of being in this country that has given you so much, that allows someone who possibly married their brother, it's a little unclear to me, uh, and who has all sorts of campaign finance stuff going on that the media refuses to touch, uh, from coming here and then as a first generation immigrant deciding you wanna burn down the system and, and just relentlessly talk about how evil we are. Like th these are not good people. They're not good people. They're, they're certainly not good representatives. But if you think that Joe Biden can stand up to that thing as if he has the stamina, like putting aside that his ideas are just completely muddled at this point, and it's like nobody really knows what Joe Biden stands for, but if you think he has the stamina to stand up for it. You know, I tweeted out this morning, if you think about it this way, maybe this is a clearer way to do it. How about this for an analogy? If you owned a little restaurant, little restaurant, you had eight tables in there, you could seat 20 people, and you had to go away for a month, some family stuff came up, you gotta go away, and uh, you needed to bring in someone to manage the restaurant, okay? Who, who would be a more competent manager that when you came back 30 days from now, the, the restaurant would still be in order, 
it would still be there, it would still be functional and successful and maybe even more successful. Really think about it, if you ran this restaurant, would you want Donald Trump to come in and manage it, manage the employees and manage the business and look at the books and figure out how to succeed? Or would you want Joe Biden? Like it's hard to picture Joe Biden literally doing anything. What, what could Joe Biden do? What has Joe Biden done? I don't know. Uh, all right, but let's, get, let's just finish this without, without the direct political stuff. I, I have sat here for the last couple of years and through interviewing people and, and telling you guys what I think, I, I guess I've become somebody that a, a certain sliver of people come to for something sensible and uh, I cherish that and I, I hold it very dear and I hope that the things that I've been talking about will have woken up enough people, right, to go from woke to awake, as I always say. Vote your conscience. If you disagree with me on all this stuff, vote your conscience. Vote for Biden, vote for a third party, whatever it is, that, that's just fine. And by the way, I sometimes meet people on the street who, who actually do agree to disagree, and, and that's okay too. Um, and, and more than anything else, perhaps, um, remember, this, this feels big and it is big. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to dampen the importance of what I just talked about because I do feel like this, the, 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 in, many, in many ways, the fate of the free world, the fate of, of free people to live in free democracies and free Western societies is up for debate. Um, but also just remember, alongside of that, and it's hard to see sometimes, politics isn't everything. And whatever happens, we're gonna to have to figure out how to live in a society with people we disagree with. Now, I know that people on the right are much more comfortable that, with that idea than people on the left. And that was always the danger of saying that everyone you disagree with is a Nazi. Because then once you have power, well, what would you do to the Nazis? Uh, you could probably figure it out. So, so it's not to say we don't have huge issues, uh, but I gotta tell you, putting, putting all the political stuff aside and that, that I am genuinely worried about tonight and whatever else, like. I'm feeling good about life, and I think a lot of you guys are feeling good about life. When I, when I went to those Trump rallies and I saw all these happy people and people that are waking up and getting engaged in all of those things, like, the game is never over. The game is never over. So if you fight for what you fight for honestly and forthrightly and all of that stuff, even if it ain't the stuff that I believe in, I'll fight, I'll fight with you and I'll play that game with you. So, all right, guys, uh, it's gonna be a long day, obviously. Uh, I'm gonna go do a little cardio right now, break a little sweat, but I will be in studio with Ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire guys a little later this evening. Uh, then I'll be back here for a quick, uh, a quick live stream, I think, assuming we can work it out. That'll be in the middle before any of the results are really coming in. Uh, then I'll be on with Glenn Beck over at the Blaze TV, and then we'll do an extended live stream tonight where either we'll, we'll have results or we won't have results and everything else. Oh, and I do wanna just say one other thing, and I'll, I'll, I'll put my glasses on for this because this is important. Um, as you're watching things tonight, um, be, be aware of the people that are giving you the news and the news outlets that you're getting the news from. Have they lied to you all along? Think about it. Have they lied to you all along and should you trust them tonight? We have a major trust factor in this country right now and that goes to the war on reality that I've been talking about for a while. So try to get news from a bunch of different sources just because someone's telling it to you and it fits the narrative perfectly doesn't mean it's right. And, and we shall see, we shall see, but I promise you America will be here tomorrow either way, and so will I. Oh, and actually I'll be on Fox and Friends at uh, 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. my time, so I'll be up at 3 a.m. either way. Uh, so I'll see you later tonight, good luck everybody, get out there and vote, and if you're watching internationally or, or wherever you might be, if, if, uh, wherever that is, uh, enjoy the show, and I hope that some of the principles that we've talked about here 
make it into your country too, because uh, we, we still can save this thing. So let's see what happens. All right. Goodbye.